Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of Between Us and God. I am your co-host Hanna and I'm here with Emmanuel. So this is a podcast where we offer an insightful take on faith-based topics. Our goal is to discuss faith in the context of our lived experiences. And we came to deliver on burning questions you wish were addressed or themes that you believe should be discussed. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at ekicc.me. So before we even jump into today's conversation, like we have a very interesting theme and topic for the day, but Emmanuel, how's your week been? Listen, listen. I hope it's been okay. It's you been, it's, that's too dry. You can't just leave it like that. To be honest, it's been that's honestly how dry it's been. I guess it's like week two after my internship finished. So I've just been resting, enjoying my unpaid days of nine to five. Like <laughs> the benefit of not working is that you have free time, but you also don't get paid. <laughs> but aside from that, just preparing to go back to school for my last semester. Some of us are not like on my days, OJ graduates. <laughs> so how was your internship though? It was, it was okay. I actually learned a lot. Honestly, it wasn't actually what I expected it to be, but it was everything that I needed. So it was it was, it was good. Honestly, because I, I was telling God, I was like, God, this, I know what you're trying to do, but I don't want this job. Because I was like, no, you used your job. And it turned out to be more than you. Exactly, right? exactly. That was dope. So yeah, honestly, thank God. Praise to the Most High. Well, yeah, about you. <laughs> yeah, Imana was already broken in news, so I'm done with school. So I guess... Last week was pretty much the first week I actually got to have a break. Really nice to just have that mindset of, oh, I don't have school Mm -hmm. stuff to Mm -hmm. worry about, even if it's like another semester, right? Yeah. So it was nice. Um, I definitely got to catch up on things I've just been postponing, like personal goals and things like that. Just setting like my agenda for like what life would look like right after grad. So it's just been, um, it's been amazing so far. Mm -hmm. First week out of many amazing weeks to come. Right. So on our conversation for today, you know, we're on this topic of being confident in our identity, especially our Mm -hmm. identity as Christians. And I guess like just to start off this entire conversation, I think it would be nice for us to just understand how does it benefit us to know and operate from a complete sense of self and who God has called us to be. Mm. Oh, that's for me. Yeah, that's great. (laughs) Well, my first point really is um, peace. And that peace really comes from knowing who you are, where you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. Like, I would, like, lack of identity will make you, like, chase things that are beneath you. It would, because life, life will life, okay? Life is definitely going to happen. And your response to that, will, your identity will determine what your response to life happening would be. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not a person who is, like, grounded and knows what the future holds, for lack of a better term, we might find ourselves settling right. or just accepting our predicament. But peace is like like a mindset. It's like knowing, it's a promise that Jesus keeps, really. And that comes with knowing who you are, who you're with, and who is like for you. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's one of the most important thing about about knowing, like having a good like sense of identity, yeah. And I, I 100% agree. Because, like, if you're really thinking about it, like, just knowing who you are, like, you, like when you talk about peace, like, you don't have all these warring thoughts in your head. Yeah. Trying to, you know, 
convince you that you're someone else mm. or you're at least even stable in the, in, the, in the understanding of who you are. And so like you don't have all these little things going on around you that distract you and remove you away from the piece itself. And I think for me, like on this particular discussion point, like it really sets an anchor for everything else that will be shared today. Mm. And I'm just going to go on a short tangent. <laughs> I promise that it would all make sense in the end. But I think the first thing that I would like to establish is the fact that many people agree with. It's the fact that many people agree with, but they struggle bearing witness of. Mm. And I have no doubt in the simple statement that says, it's simple but very powerful, mm. that we are all positioned on earth with a purpose and a destiny. And once we know and believe that we have a role to attend to here on earth, it is a responsibility to be the best selves possible that can achieve it all. And there's no room for self-sabotage but not knowing. Yeah. What's the point of identity if it's not used to achieve something? Mm-hmm. And there's more than a hint given to us in the book of John when the Jewish leaders um, are poking and probing John the Baptist and asking him questions about who he is. And they were so adamant to find out from him who he, who he actually was. And so their questions were very strong. And, and you know, it takes us through this entire moment where, you know, they're asking him, first of all, are you the Messiah? And he says, mm-hmm. I am not. And then ask him, are you the prophet Elijah? And he says, I am not. And they're like, okay, then tell us who you are. Yeah. Who exactly are you? And he goes back into this statement of, I am the voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that's calling out of the wilderness, make straight the, the way of the Lord. But this is so profound because he presented to him all these identities that he thought he was of, but he denied them all. He knew who he was and the purpose behind his being. And so he said that don't divide, don't define me by these measures or standards, any of those things. I know who I am, and I am the voice here to prepare the way for the Lord Jesus. And so he asks, How does this benefit us all in just knowing who we are? And I say it's always it's always beneficial for you to stand flat-footed in a world that is always trying to sway you with ideas, thought, thoughts and opinions about like who you should be. Yeah. And it gives you the courage to run after that which God has called you to be mm-hmm. um, and do here on earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Very deep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Question number one. Well, you know, I, I guess like we can talk about like what it benefits us. But mm-hmm. On a personal level, what has been your own journey with identity and confidence? Um, so for like me personally, I was I was privileged than than most because I grew up in like a Christian home, so it, it it I didn't really need to go looking for answers like outside. A lot of those answers were being answered mm-hmm. um, in the house. And one of the privileges of growing up in a in a Christian home that like I guess teaches the word is that even when you have questions, you know where to uh, to go to find those answers, right? Because uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes um, like a person can make is when they have questions, like very valid questions, but literally going to the wrong source can literally change right. the directory of like mm-hmm. the course of your life. Uh, but just having like a good grounding and just knowing where to go ask those questions was very, very like helpful for me. But there are times like where I was like, hey, this fake thing on self, like, why? <laughs> like, like some, like, well, I was, thank, thank God for his mercies, really, that I was able to be surrounded by the right people 
and by the by like a strong influence in such a way that I could always be stirred and nudged like in the right direction. But a verse comes to mind, so it's Isaiah 64, verse 8. Right. And it says that, But now, Lord, you are the Father, we are the clay, and you are our potter, and we are the work of your hand. And that's really, I guess, in the, from personal experience, like my life's journey in terms of like finding identity in Christ, just knowing that we, I literally exist mm-hmm. for like the purpose of, of God. Like That's why Garden of Eden mm-hmm. was made, for God's... Um, Delight. And I know that that might sound harsh, like okay, so I don't even have bodily autonomy, like <laughs> like oh, gosh, this is true. exactly, like and and that's just reality. Like you just have to take it in. Like that's why humans were created for, like we're literally clay in God's in God's hand, and that's where we actually thrive the most. Like we can try and like say, no God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't really want to do this. But I mean, that's not why you were created. Like, imagine taking a fish out of water and putting him on land. Like, that's not going. That's not going to fly. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how rebellious the fish is. It's it's to its own de- detriment, really. But uh, that's just been my personal journey. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, and I think just the beginning of like your response was just sharing on how like your environment really helped you in yeah. that process. Like when you were about to start, like you know, mm-hmm. like, um, an understanding of your own identity, and I think we'll get back into that like just dances of people and your environment like when it comes into like this entire process of understanding your, your identity in crisis well and you also found that true understanding of like everything we need to know about ourselves mm-hmm. and our role in the body of christ like everything literally comes in from god and his word itself yeah. so th- those are two i would say solid foundations mm-hmm. and so like definitely nothing to neglect but for myself, I would say that it's only been like of recent that the concept of knowing myself really became mm. quite important to me because growing up, I was just so used to moving through life, like mm. doing the things that I needed to do and trying hard to do them really well. Mm. But there's something about like maturity that makes you a lot more conscious and sensitive to the things related to you mm. and how you function with others and how you think about you know, what you can offer those around you in the world at large. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like, identity only became a thing when I, I hit this, to say, like, this patch in life mm-hmm. where I could no longer define myself by the things I did because yeah. that's what I was used to in the past. And so I experienced this pause where I had to recognize that I felt separated from myself. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't know what I was separated from. Mm-hmm. And so in as much as I craved getting back into the success of the things that I did, I wanted to get even closer to myself. Mm-hmm. And I finally realized that I couldn't define myself by the external things because nothing outside of you yeah. can make you who you are. Yeah. And so when I experienced that separation, I knew that it was time to know the things that make me mm-hmm. who I am and the things that life storms can take away from me or from mm-hmm. the value. And others can't even question about myself, um, about me. So because I had gotten to that understanding of myself, I actually want to accept myself for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just tying back into like, you know, having a strong understanding of your identity in Christ. So yeah, that, that <laughs> I don't know why I felt like as I was speaking, the tone just, the atmosphere just But yeah, that, that definitely, um, I guess, was the beginning of the entire process of just, mm-hmm. and journey of identity and confidence. 
And then as we speak about a journey, so you obviously start somewhere. And yeah. In between, there are all these things that you try to figure out. But how is the concept of self-discovery connected to our relationship with God and the overall, the, the overall message of standing out? Mm-hmm. So maybe we can take some time to just like also find out what the Bible has to say mm-hmm. um, yeah. regarding like this particular point. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Usually for standing out, especially in today's world, um, a good example from scripture is uh, Daniel. And what uh, it's a popular Bible story, but I'll just explain for anyone who probably doesn't know. So when the king of Babylon invaded um, ancient Judea, he basically took the best like kids from there and then basically trained them to become like advisors. So they would study like, let's say like economics, mathematics, calculus and stuff like that. But Daniel had a very strong uh, Jewish background and there were some meals that were against the law for them to eat as like, um, I guess in that time, like a follower of God, basically. Mm -hmm. Like it was against the Torah. So he said that, okay, no, I'm not going to do this because that's not who I am. And that's like... That was like him taking a stand along along with his with his friend Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> I don't know. If I said their name um, properly, but yeah, that's literally like if you don't know who you are, like you can't stand out because then you're just like everybody else, mm-hmm. really. And that's not what God intends for us in this world. Mm-hmm. God intends for us to to stand out, to be the difference, to be a light. So that the world can can see, not in a way that it's like, oh, I'm so great, but in a way that is, um, that is like, oh, they can be that. Yeah, I can do that yeah. too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's not like, oh, I'm so better than you. No, it's I kind of like, oh, I'm experiencing this kind of peace. I'm just kind of this. You Both can have that. Being exactly. Still you. Also, yeah. They, they, they also attracted to that as well. Exactly. And, and want that, want the same thing for their own lives. Exactly. And for you know, that's actually what happened in the Daniel story when he said, okay, no, just feed us these vegetables. And they ended up becoming like stronger and better than mm-hmm. the rest of their peers. And yeah. it was kind of like, oh, you guys have actually changed the game, right? right? So. <laughs> like really that, the game care at that time <laughs> well at that time yeah yeah that, and that's basically what it did so it really starts so like imagine if Daniel just said okay well that's what the king is serving let's and I guess it's I, the closest thing I can imagine to what Daniel went through is like I don't want to make this podcast really like depressing but just imagine like <laughs> the American slave trade for example you're going to parts of Africa getting slaves from Africa and bringing them, bringing them here. Mm-hmm. And then they're literally standing their ground and saying, no, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to eat this, mm-hmm. right? Meal, boy. <laughs> In the king's palace. Daniel Daniel had strength. Well, I mean, that's why there was a dinosaur so we could learn. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you can stand out, okay, yeah. It's my portion too. Now we know. Exactly. Yo, sometimes I think, bro, if I was at, around doing Bible times, mm-hmm. then go to respect to it too. Honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like if, if you really don't know who you are, then you can't really stand out. You can't make a difference to this world. And really, I think one of the reasons why 
like Jesus was an embodiment of that. It was basically heaven on earth. God wants us to reproduce an atmosphere of heaven here on earth. And we can only do that when we actually know where we're from, right. like who we are and who we belong to. Right. So, yeah. I like that. I really do. I really do enjoy that. And you're know, just speaking about like how the journey towards like self-discovery is really connected to our relationship with God. Like it's going to take me back to like a conversation I had with Pastor Dio, um, for anyone listening, Shut up, Pastor Dio is he's the head pastor of KSC Toronto, and please check out his sermons on YouTube, as I'm sure they would um, definitely test you. But yes, like during one of our talks, he had mentioned that the weakness God doesn't like is when we don't know ourselves. Mm. I'm not even sure if you remember. Yeah. says a lot of deep things, but inputs from you know just. The, the insights and notes that I was taking, but I remember just being taken aback for a moment because it means that the one who created us completely mm-hmm. understands who we are, yeah. what he placed in us and what he would have us achieve while, while here on earth. And when we don't have the same understanding of ourselves as God does, it is only wise and beneficial to utterly depend on him to show you what he has equipped you with to do life with and why he placed those things on the inside of you in the first place. Mm-hmm. And we can't receive any understanding of ourselves f- from him if we subtract him away from the mm-hmm. equations. Like, I think, God, I want to understand more about myself, my identity in Christ, but like you're removing away from the entire equation itself. But for this particular process, I'm sure it can be one of those moments where as you start that journey, it starts to it starts to become more of an intimate um, moment mm-hmm. to God as it starts to reveal all these things about yourself, um, you know, to you. But just on a more biblical point of view, I am deeply fascinated by like the accounts in the book of John because mm-hmm. not only can we see the progress from the moment I spoke about like earlier on where like John the Baptist had to like deny all those identities that were posed to him. But we can also like evaluate like a precise opening statement that he had. So he moves from clearly saying, I am not. So I am mm. not the Messiah. I am not Elijah. I'm not all these things. So I am. Mm. And while he rejected all those identities that were presented to him, he concluded by saying, I am something. I mm-hmm. am the voice. And if we stay on that point of I am, the book of John accounts for Jesus's seven I am statements. Mm. And this was Jesus literally affirming who he is in a similar fashion to what we just literally saw John do. And so Jesus is like, I am the bread of life. Mm. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. I am the good shepherd. All the seven statements make me wonder and question, as a believer, who does the word, or what does the word word of God say that we are? Mm. Right? And can I just, just like John and Jesus gets my getting together by <laughs> professing all this, all the same things that mm-hmm. it's literally telling me about myself. And, you know, I like, we would obviously get this revelation about like our giftings and, and talents and divine purpose. But while revelation is still like on its way to us, we, we should be very, I don't want to use the word, I hate PDC today, but desirous. <laughs> we should be very desirous of just planting ourselves deep into the word of God to understand who and what has already like defined about our own identity. Mm-hmm. So pretty much kind to understand what our own I am statements are. 
very, very um, deep. <laughs> but just in terms of like connecting back to the theme of like standing out, I believe that it's our responsibility to show up to the world as secure Christians. Mm. So secure in our relationship with God and how we ultimately and how that relationship with Him feeds into how we see ourselves and how we understand ourselves, but also the level of power and confidence that we're able to operate in just from that vantage point yeah. of a strong identity. And it goes back to letting the world know that we have we have in God, like what we have in God is real. And it is a relationship that they ought to have as well, like going back to what you said, right? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like I really enjoy like the story of the woman at the well because it just explains to me like one thing, like something that happens when God starts to show you just how, how dynamic you are is that it produces like melody in your heart and we would want others to experience the same thing by telling them about God hmm. and what he can do for them as well. So just like the woman at the world that had met Jesus and she went back into town exclaiming that she had met a man who told her all about herself. From there, she brought more people to Jesus. Hmm. And you can only imagine what that moment meant for her. Jesus telling her all those things about herself. Let her, it, it left her with a sense of direction on the life that she ought to live. Obviously, even becoming an evangelist, right? Hmm. And we know that, you know, we, she, she evangelized from that point in her life forward. And it's the same experience that we have when we start to get insight from God, his word, and, you know, what he has to say about us. And so the Bible reminds us that before we were formed, God knew us. And <laughs> I think we have a tendency to just glance over these things. Yeah. But his word is literally revealing to us that before, before we were even conceived, there was that there's no greater source but to press into him and crave the understanding of ourselves. And I think that it makes us wonder, like, what treasures are we yet to find out due to, like, not being willing to ask him and wait on him patiently Mm -hmm. as we, you know, dive in deeper, right? PH. I need to start bringing pen and paper to these things. That was, like, like... I'm still like trying to like soak in everything that was just being said as mm-hmm. I'm trying to segue to like the next um you know discussion point. But I think I'm trying to connect back to like what you had shared, like when you were when you were talking about like your own your journey and your, mm-hmm. your process through like um, identity, right? And you had mentioned like you had people around you, and I feel like sometimes we tend to we have the tendency to make the entire process of self discovery a very isolated one. Yeah. But what influence do you think our environment and people around us have in the journey? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. <laughs> a lot because... Explain, please. Shed more light. Shed more light. <laughs> you see my space. Shed more light. Because there needs to be, like... Apart from, like, having people around you that are, like... That hold you accountable, there just needs to be... The faith life was not designed in such a way that we're supposed to do it, like, by ourselves. We need, like other people around us. So uh, one of the best pieces of advice is find a local church. It doesn't need to be anything big or anything. Just be a place where you're growing, where you're being constantly fed the word. And if you're unsure if like this is like a right church, maybe reach out to like another friend that you know and say, hey, what do you think about this? Do you think this is like a good place for me to grow? Do you think that this is a a good place for me to to be at. Mm-hmm. But don't underestimate the power of community, man. Community is so, so, so important. And just like you said, um, one of the biggest mistakes like we can make is st- starting to define ourselves with 
what we do. And I think it was, yeah, it was Pity that pitched the sermon about who am I, where it were like the, the scrubs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he said that what you do, what you feel. And I think since then I've, I've consciously stopped saying I am tired. So like I feel tired because it's a different like acknowledgement of who you are versus what you feel. And just knowing that mm-hmm. what you're going through and what you feel like isn't necessarily like tied to who you are per se. But yeah, your environment is so important. Yeah. Yeah, really like we've been plucking lots of PD sermons. I like. See, like there's a whole <laughs> lot of insights that, you know, if you haven't already started listening to someone's coming out of KICC, um, we have amazing pastors here and obviously Pastor Leo is doing an amazing job, um, you know, just giving us some more context on the word of God and what he has to say about our lives. So please mm-hmm. definitely connect um, with us on YouTube. Yeah, on the conversation of environments and people, like I like to think of our environment as incubators. So mm-hmm. very much like maternal wombs, wherein like what you are surrounded by can greatly influence how mm-hmm. you develop. And the Bible is very clear of the surroundings that we should be rooted in as Christians because it wants us to be very cautious about what and who gets access to feed, to feeding our mm. souls. And especially when you're like you're starting out with something new, like you're trying to understand yourself. And that's a very vulnerable process. You yeah. don't just want any inputs feeding into you because like you're 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 so susceptible to almost everything mm. and you want to be very cautious as to you know which minds are, are, are having um the power and imputes to you know definitely say certain things to you and so you know even like in psalms like just letting us know like we should not sit with people of falsehood mm. or you know consult with like hypocrites or you know stay away from the assembly of evil evil doers. Um, you know, obviously detest those things or those gatherings that have to do with unrighteousness. And very much as as important as our environment is, I feel like the people that also make up that group are very much important. You know, Proverbs 27, verse 17 says that as iron sharpens iron, so does the man of God also sharpen another. Mm. And for me, that passage reads that God equips each and every one of us with gifts that can be used in building ourselves up. And in the multitude of the gifts that God grants his children, he also gives us the heart of love. Mm. And it is in, it is with that same heart that we are able to build ourselves up and remind ourselves of how God wants us to see one another. And we can also expose ourselves to certain truths that we've been in search of. So we can find this very much detailed in Jeremiah where it says, and I will give you shepherds after my own heart who would feed you with knowledge and understanding. Mm. So we can definitely see like you're coming into this process of just like, as I as I've mentioned, you're kind of vulnerable and susceptible and you yeah. want to understand more. And the word of God is literally saying that you know there are people after my own heart who I have entrusted with knowledge and understanding that can feed into you as you're in this process of understanding more about yourself. And so mm-hmm connects back into like being in the right environment, but also surrounded by the right set of people. Mm. Why are you just always <laughs> Please just the Because <laughs> I'm taking it in. I'm taking it in. I'm taking it in. Basically, me, I'm, I'm trying to make up my <laughs> make up my own thoughts as we go, right? But yeah, you know, so we've been able to discuss, you know, the importance of, you know, self-discovery and identity in Christ. We've also been able to, to narrate what our own self-journey looks like and also like the impute of um, environments and people. But 
what would you tell to what would you tell someone that is about to start or is in the process of their own um, self discovery mm-hmm. journey? Start with Jesus. I guess one of the more popular like thing in culture right now is like self love. Well, that's great. You can only love who you know. So if you don't know who you are, you can't really have self love. Um, and the only way to have to know who you are is to start with your Creator, getting getting to know Jesus, getting to know why you're here. That's honestly the only like starting point. And to be honest, like like it's it's a journey. So let's not. I don't want to sell this as like. You just start, and then suddenly, boom, <laughs> it's bright light. Yeah. Oh, no, like, for some people, it can be like that. But for some of us, <laughs> it's like a journey. Like, yeah. you literally, like, unlock it one step at a time. At a time. Like, like it's, a, it's literally, like, a walk with, with God. And that's, I guess, that's who God is, really. Like, he wants, is interested in your walk with with him, he's mm-hmm. interested with you spending time with him. He's interested with you being with him. So it's just like the best way is to start with Jesus, but also approach this like a journey and not like like some somewhere you're getting to. But just taking that it's a journey. It's I would say it's a marathon, but it's not a marathon that ends. It's just you you literally need to like keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, and yeah, that's my own advice. <laughs> Um, yeah, very true. Just treating it as a, as a process, right? Because I feel like a lot of times like, we step into these things with God where we're like, you know, everything must come now. Yeah. And I want everything now. And when it doesn't come now, like... In the generation. Yeah, we beat ourselves up about it. Often lose hope in the process itself. But, you know, as you had mentioned, like it definitely is a process, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe like my own advice, it just, it really connects back to everything that we have previously discussed on, you know, knowing who we are, like, some of us aren't privileged to come from a background and I'm, I'm speaking mm-hmm. for, you know, a few people that might be listening might not have like, you know, you know the best um, backgrounds and you know, upbringings possible. But some people come from a background where they couldn't really access love or mm-hmm. love wasn't given to them freely by the people around them. And for some people, they even had that background, but they kind of stood in their own way of accepting love and letting that light be what they used to build themselves up. And in doing so, we've kind of said these things to ourselves or we've had this these moments where people have spoken words to us because, mm. you know, we're obviously like in a background that wasn't filled with love. So we've said things to ourselves or we had people say things to us. And in starting to know your identity in Christ, um, a, good, a great starting point is to, first of all, denounce everything that you are not. Mm. So connecting back to what John the Baptist did when all those different identities were pointed towards him. And he said, I'm not these things. And so if we're able to just cast aside all those things that have kind of falsely built up, you know, what used to be identity, as we crave in for a better insight as to who we truly are, the first thing is to denounce all those things that don't make us who we are. So I'm not a failure. I am not hopeless. I am not an abuser. I'm not, Mm. you know, all these things. And once you're done purging yourself away from those things, that were not yours to hold on to in the first place. It's then wise to go back to the source, which is God, 
and open yourself up to learning and accepting, you know, who he says you are. So I'm putting myself on assignment and I suggest like other people too, too should do the same thing. Like everyone that's listening should do the same thing to go back into scriptures, to search deep within, to find out every I am that has, that we've been called to represent. And so I would take great pride in just being courageous about it and using that self-knowledge so quickly mm. um, for destiny and not to even leave us empty as we're in search of the I am statements. Like as Jesus had, was boldly able to say, I am all these things. We should also be able to say all these things about ourselves as well. But here is like a starting I am statement to just like, you know, start off this entire process of going back into scriptures, looking to like what it says about us. But I found this very interesting thing in Genesis chapter one, and I'll connect it back to like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the I am statement. But it was pretty much talking about like the sun and the moon and, you know, anywhere that is a mention of light, I usually just pay attention to it. And so I'm going to remove the areas of, like, where it mentions, like, the sun and the moon and just pay attention to, like, the, the in-between sentences that were being used to weave those sentences um, that God was, you know, those statements that God was making. But Genesis 1.14 says, let there be light bearers mm. and let them be useful for signs. Now, signs, are, like, could, could symbolize tokens of God's mm-hmm. provident care. And let them be useful to provide light on the earth. And connecting this back to who we are, Matthew 5, verse 13 to 16 says, You are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Or does anyone, does anyone who's light, who lights a lamp, mm-hmm. lamp and puts it under a basket, but that person puts it on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. And just connects back to who we are. And you can boldly see, I am a light bearer in today's day and age, mm-hmm. in today's world. Like, I bring light and I channel the light because our source, literally, when, when we talk about light, is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? And I channel everything that has to do with you know, who Jesus is and his spirit and, you know, the, the grace and power that comes along with that. I bring that into, into, my, into my world today. But on, on a more personal note, I remember just starting out in my own journey and feeling so weighed down by all the things that I had to learn about myself. So, you know, as you had mentioned, like we should treat things as a process, but I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily start that way. So I was really one that really like, I, I, I dreamed to really rush the entire process mm-hmm. and just get to the finishing point. But it made the beginning phase very unenjoyable. Mm-hmm. It felt like although I had to decide to get to know myself, I was hating myself for not knowing those things mm. in the first place. And so that's a, a starting point I don't even want anyone yeah. to take on. And I wouldn't want anyone to start from a place of hate, but instead from a place of kindness and being gentle with ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And so learn to love yourself through the process. And it might seem like that's something that you know most people say, but <laughs> we really should learn how to build our, our lives based off of God's love for us. And the real practice of that love allows us to not break ourselves down while we're trying to build ourselves up. Because sometimes, like, we insist on becoming until we eventually break ourselves, our spirits, and our will all together. But when we decide that we are going to set an atmosphere of peace and love and eventually grow from there, we make the growth process more natural. Mm. So be gentle with yourself, love yourself through this amazing life journey that you're about to embark on and let the light that begins to shine from within have room to illuminate other areas of your life as well. Yeah, so treat the Love it. <laughs> Good, great conversation about honesty. Yeah. So, um, do you have like any final words, any few things to live to leave us with? 
honestly, you said it all. <laughs> no, but yeah, again, going back to my first advice, like just start with Jesus and just know that it's it's really a journey. And what you said about like light bearers, especially with Genesis 1 and then in Matthew, really like opened my eyes to actually realize that like those were like shadows of who um, of who God intends us to be like through Christ. Yeah. We're here for a purpose and it's only to our benefit to to get to know our creator so that we can get to know ourselves. Yeah. Amazing. Final words from me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think our discussion today was 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 all about understanding ourselves and operating from the core of who we are. And I just want to remind someone that's listening or anyone that's listening that everything that you are that you are in search of, like all the answers that you're trying to figure out as it relates to your identity, everything is already in you. And you can only be fruitful out of the understanding of and connection to what is already in your core. And, you know, something that also stands out for me in like the account of the creation, like in Genesis, is that you know, there's a line that, that says, God created everything with seed already in itself. And that is already telling us that God has already implanted in you the raw materials that you need to shape your life and shape what, what destiny eventually becomes as it's in that process of becoming you know, a reality in your own life. And you already have everything that you need to actualize, like the vision for your life. So just keep pressing on to God. Like, don't feel... Don't feel like he wouldn't answer because that's not what we're told in scripture. Like he would always respond when when we ask and, and ask of things in his own name. So definitely feel like as you're pressing in, that God is definitely there to that's a whole lot of definitely <laughs> speaks to our assurance that he will definitely provide answers to the questions that you're in search of. Yeah. Right. Um, Emmanuel, do you have, do you want to like give us some like a closing prayer? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I do want to thank you for today. Thank you for time spent in your word. Thank you for illumination. We thank you, God, for light. We pray that you shall give us the grace to continually chase after you. We pray that we shall really give us the ability to surround ourselves with people who will challenge us and also hold us accountable and really be in a place where we can really flourish and get to know you more. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Um, if you are listening to this episode and you truly believe that you want to know more about the God, the Jesus that we talk so freely about in this podcast, I believe that the inclination that you're having right now is not just a random one. It's all of you literally telling you that there's more for you and you can experience that in God. And if you want to make a decision for Christ, you can repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Thank you because you rose up victoriously on the third day. I believe you are alive today, so I can ask that you come live in me. I ask that you live through me, and I receive the grace to live for you. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I surrender my will and my plans, and I say yes to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer today, we'd love to connect with you. Please feel free to reach out to us. Emmanuel, the email address is saved at KICC, K 
Canada.ca. <laughs> yes, so we definitely love to you know, talk more with you about you know, the new faith that you're just about to embark on. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Enjoy okay. your week and join us next week again on Between Us and God. Thank you, guys.